0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. This is MS Momentum, the radio show for people who live with MS, their support partners, family, now, etc. Now today's special radio star is David, who lives with MS. And he's been particularly outrageous doing exciting, exercise things on the last wee while. Um, So, David, hello and welcome along to MS Momentum.
1: Hello, Valerie. Thank you for having me.
0: No worries. Now, today, I'd quite like to talk to you about your um, eight days on the Activate Boat trip for people with disabilities that you went on, I think it was last year now, was it?
1: No, uh, not quite. It was February this year.
0: February 21. Yes. Seems like a long time ago, February 21, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, it really does, yeah.
0: Can you tell us how you found out about Activate and how you got on the boat?
1: Um, my support person with MS New Zealand for Otago, who happens to be called Valerie Wilson, oh, um, sent a link <laughs> through just asking if anybody would, would be interested in it. And I, uh, I initially was a little bit sceptical, but my then-partner, really just said, no, you've got to do this. It's something that you're doing. So um, as soon right. as this, yeah, um, particularly because um, she had been insisting that I learn how to kayak, and I'd been telling her that I couldn't possibly do that with my terrible balance. Uh, so, so yeah, doing learning to kayak activate was something that I thought maybe would be an okay thing to do.
0: So, did you learn to kayak when you were on your eight-day trip? As it happens, no, we didn't
1: get in a kayak, oh, but we did. No, we, we didn't. We did get in a lot of other boats, um, sailing boats, and we went in a waka. So, I got nice. to paddle a waka up uh, Queen Charlotte Sound, which was was amazing.
0: Wow, how cool would that be? Very yeah,
1: very it, cool. It really was. It was an experience that of a lifetime, really. Just something that you you will always hold dear in your heart.
0: So, Activate is specifically for people with disabilities. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's outward bound. So, um, they they adapt their their course, sort of shorten it up a little bit, so that anybody, any disability, really can do it. We had a person in a wheelchair. We had um oh. had a stroke victim. That um, we had a couple of people with blindness,
0: and they led them on a boat. Was it
1: yes. Thing? Yep, absolutely. No, we had a safety boat following us as well. so
0: In case anybody fell overboard.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> and how did your balance go on a boat? Because the boats move, don't they?
1: Really? Yeah, they, they do. Well, I was lucky that the weather was fairly calm. And uh, in the boat, it wasn't too bad. I had things to hold on to. The waka, um, when we were on the waka, it, it's really stable because it was a, a sort of double rigger one where it's, it's okay. like a catamaran. Think of it like that: there's two hulls, right, and in them um, together. Um, so it's not one long thin boat; it's two long thin boats that are joined together. So it's a lot more stable in the water. Um, but I, I did have a bit of trouble. We had to build a raft and and pedal the raft, and and they were made out of big barrels. And um, oh yeah, my ba- my barrel moved and. Um, any time it moved, I I couldn't hang on. I, I took a couple of dunks. <laughs> With a life jacket, one would hope. Um, yeah, we were, but it was in the shallows, so it wasn't, it wasn't like... It I, wasn't too bad.
0: So what was the process about? Did you... You had to apply to go on to that? I'm trying to think.
1: Yeah, did I did. Know? I had to apply to bow, to, well, I had to apply to Outward Bound, and... Um, I, you, it, it does bear a cost, but mm. um, Outward Bound are very good at getting people who want to go to Outward Bound. Uh, so they have a lot of sponsorship. I actually got uh, uh, some sponsorship. I, I didn't have any, any financial to, to get there. Um, so they, they do a lot of that. And, uh, you know, if you want to go, then they, they will make it possible.
0: But did MSNZ, I'm just trying to think, did MSNZ come to the party for that?
1: Um, not for that one. They came to the party for my Dorothy L. Newman scholarship. Yay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I have had funding through MSNZ, uh, but it wasn't necessary. I was going to if needed, but it wasn't necessary uh, with the Outward Bound. Okay.
0: So, and the Dorothy L. Newman one was for, that scholarship was for relearning, restart learning? Uh, yeah. So, explain to some of the uh, some of the people listening might not know what the Dorothy L. Newman is, and I. You can apply for it every year; it comes up again to be applied for. So maybe there's someone out there who might want to apply for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you can you can apply for it and and have all or part of your study paid for uh, if you go and retrain. Uh, so, so I'm I'm currently retraining to become a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um. And, yeah, so you, you, can, you can apply for the Dorothy L Newman Scholarship and then uh, MS New Zealand will pay your, your fees at whatever tertiary organisation you study with.
0: Yeah. That's an excellent thing, isn't it? Because quite a lot of people with, when they're diagnosed with MS, it can mean, depending on the, you know, what happens with the diagnosis and how people's bodies react to that, um, because normally you're diagnosed when you're having an episode or a relapse is that that is a very cool thing to know that you've got some backing to change tact in your career move? Yeah, Do
1: you yeah find well, that useful Yeah, I did. For me, it wasn't so much um physical limitations as mm. cognitive. um I was working in a managerial role, and um it was just it was just getting too much I was starting to make the odd mistake here and there and you know it was quite high paced and stressful and it was just getting too much for me and and it meant that you know I'm not I'm not going to come out of this period of study and retraining and and going into a an entry level sort of position that's probably Mm. not likely to be a very lucrative career overall uh with you know a massive massive student loan
0: yeah that's true I mean student loans are are an issue you know, if, if you want to retrain, sometimes that, that can be, um, that can impact quite a lot on people's choice to retrain. Like, I personally have quite a large student loan because I'm quite clever. It turns out I've got lots of bits of paper that say right. I'm quite clever, but I've also got a big bit of paper that says I owe money to the government forever.
1: Yeah.
0: That's okay. Yeah. yeah
1: well, and you've done,
0: right. you've done, um, no, I know this because other people have told me this. Is that you've helped quite a lot of people with MS in their training and in their personal training?
1: Yeah, so in that's Dunedin. what I'm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm wanting to do um, is is work with people with with any disability really who wants to train. I th- I think that um, anybody should have and can have access to exercise and and mm-hmm. bettering their physical health. Uh, so. I and as, as part of my course I, I train some clients and uh, two of my clients do have the condition so it's been really yeah. fun sort of learning learning their their disability and and sort of how it relates to mine and, and what sort of similarities we have in our, our training capabilities and stuff yeah um, because it's
0: different for everybody I mean MS is different for everybody but also the training um, as I'd imagine you'd have to start at different places for different people.
1: Yeah, well you do and I mean you do anyway when when someone mm. comes into the gym and, and hasn't studied uh, sorry trained before um, it is some something you, you, it's a gliding scale really. if someone knows what they're doing but hasn't trained for a long time, you'll start them in a different place than, than someone who's never trained before or than someone who's just already training. But uh, uh, particularly someone with MS, there's a lot of factors involved. You know, there's balance mm. issues, there's potential motor strength issues. There's there's a lot of stuff that you sort of also have to think about.
0: Because the, uh, I, and I people get sick of me telling them, I'm sure, but exercise is one of the things that you can control that contributes to better outcomes for people with MS
1: significantly. Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely it is. Um, <clears throat> because I mean, exercise itself certainly helps in terms of dropping your weight. Help with MS, or that's the experience I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, it, exercise, a lot of exercise you do have a, a balance focus to them, um, which which does contribute to sort of bettering your balance uh, yep. in some way. Um, mm-hmm. But not only the exercise, but generally when you get into exercising, you tend to start leading a more healthy lifestyle overall. So as a personal trainer, we don't just look at the exercise. We look at someone's life as a, a whole thing and holistically. Yeah. Uh, so people will start eating, making better eating choices and mm-hmm. sleep choices and things like that. And anything that you can do if you've got MS, Uh, to to better your environment will absolutely help so there's a there's a a few ms diets specifically I haven't looked into that but um you know eating more clean and getting more vegetables in um a lot more water all things like that have been things that I've found to to help my ms
0: there um there are a number of diets at the moment there's one called the best beat diet which is really good um it's it's not as expensive, I think, to follow as the Jalignic and the Swank, um, which I, I have issues with because they are really expensive. But the best ones come out of Canada, I think, and you can download that, and that's really good. But it is about, you're quite right, when right, people start it's... exercising, they start, like I know myself, when I exercise, I treat my body differently. Yeah. I, what I put into it is quite different. You're much more aware of it because you, you have that, you need to put stuff in so you've got enough energy to do the work, to do the exercise, to get that done. And it takes uh, 66 days for a habit to form and to be kept. Um, as you can tell, I haven't kept that up at all. But that's a, a general thing: is, is 66 days to get your habit. So that's for um, for exercising. That's really good. And I know the people that you've helped that have happened to have EMS have really benefited from your input because you know what it's like to have MS. But um, it's quite good to have that positive outcome. And I do, the neuro nurses, you're their poster boy, because you've done so well at getting yourself really fit and getting your energy levels up and all the rest of it, as well as doing what else you do, which is working and parenting. And you've just told me this morning, you've got two new part-time jobs. So you're very busy, even though we're in lockdown at the minute.
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, I am quite busy. It's it's uh, nice to know that um, that I have had those positive results with those mm. people that I'm training. Um, but yeah, no, it is a it is a pretty busy life. One of my jobs is working um, in a gym setting with Iron Warriors, who um, the the manager of Iron Warriors, the person who runs it, is wheelchair bound he has locked in syndrome. Um, mm. so, so that's P- Nick Chisholm,
0: who's quite well known in Otago, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is, he is. Uh, so it really, but he, he looks uh, after people with disabilities. so it's been a really good space for me to, to sort of work my way into and start, you know, training with Nick alongside Nick, training other people and seeing sort of his methods and what happens. And the other job is actually being a, a home help Nick, uh, which Nick, which comes with its own sort of and, uh, and set of of learning curve uh, that mm. that is a bit of a struggle, but it's just, it's so good sort of getting that exposure.
0: It's quite, it, I mean, because um, Nick's got locked-in syndrome, hasn't he? So that's quite a different um, kettle of fish, really, than someone with MS who has, um, people with MS, as we have chatted about before, have um, very many different different symptoms different things that pop up for everybody like that's why you're the snowflake disease because every single person is different you might have you might two of you might have different issues with balance but it might be caused by different things and then you know which side of the body is affected and all the rest of that so it's yeah. a very um ms is such a wonderful thing really i find now we're going to go to your song choice which is
1: um, Sycamore by a singer called The White Buffalo um, It's sort of a, a Lockdown song I guess It's bit—it's for anybody who Has someone over lockdown that they are Missing, particularly a, a lover That they are separated from Through any circumstances Really um, For me it's uh, for a, a special lady In my heart and she, she knows who she is Nice
2: I don't see Nothing Being a dreamer, I've been floating for so long from the shore. The sea, it has its song that it's singing. It's a sad and lonely tune in the blue. And it calls to drift and sails like me, and me But I cannot understand Why I'm longing for the land. I miss the sound of the breeze through the leaves of the sycamore knees on the sandy shore the Birds and the bees And your panties on the bathroom floor Well, I miss to me again like it's screaming your home is in the water in the stars in the chasm of the deep they're feeding on the changing aching cavern of my. And you understand
0: by White Buffalo and that was David's choice today on MS Momentum. We're on OAR FM and we're live on Monday afternoons I think during lockdown and I will podcast this out to you so don't worry anybody you won't miss out on us into my dulcet tones again. Now David we were talking um, off air about when you had become diagnosed with MS and you you said something which I thought was quite um, intriguing because you muttered that it was only one of the things that was going on for you, whereas when people are generally diagnosed with MS, it's a massive thing, but for you it was just another thing.
1: Yeah, it was really. I mean, it was, I guess, a massive thing, particularly looking back, some of the Mm. things that happened through Throughout my process of being diagnosed, were quite massive, but uh, overall, it really was just sort of a another drop in my very full bucket, and it wasn't something that I paid all that much attention to.
0: So, because you, you think it's about four years ago since you were diagnosed,
1: something like that,
0: and you've been and you're on currently on medication,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on Tyceberry.
0: Okay, so that's um that's becoming more common for people to be on that type of the tisabris and infusion medication for those of you that don't know that's every six weeks is it or yeah because yeah. they lengthened that time didn't they last lockdown they lengthened yeah, they, that time out yeah so what else is going on for you if you well, if you want to talk about it that's fine if you don't that's fine too
1: yeah no sure i mean i'm, I'm pretty open about talking about all of the things really now um i, I think that a problem shared is a problem halved right? And uh, mm-hmm. It's good To be able to talk about stuff like that, um, so I, I mean, I was born with a bone condition uh, called multiple epiphyseal dysplasia. All of the ends of my my long weight bearing bones were slightly off shape, um, mm-hmm. so that caused arthritis and a lot a lot of pain in my formative years. Uh, so I've had I've had my left hip replaced. Um, At Your young tender age. Yes, uh, I had it replaced maybe a year and a half prior to the sort of onset of my MS. Oh, Okay. Um, so I was I was getting used to that uh, after my hip replacement I gained quite a, a lot of weight um, throughout the the journey with my arthritis I I was gaining a lot of weight but I got told that I was pre-diabetic so that, oh, okay. was what, that was what precipitated my starting the gym journey and losing the weight I've, I lost in the end, about forty kilograms.
0: Goodness me, that's a large quantity of weight,
1: Yeah, I did, I did, and I really needed to. Um, so yeah, it's huge.
0: Yeah, that's like a yeah. small
1: person. Yeah, it is just about. Yeah, um, it felt like it once I'd lost it too. Um, <laughs> but I, I probably need to back up the bus a little bit um, because I I had a difficult marriage. Um, and mm. the, the culmination of the marriage was, was separation, but um, subsequent to the separation, she um, actually committed suicide, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, pretty tough to deal with when you've got children as well. Yeah, it was. So my children were then, um, I had a stepdaughter who was, I think, 16. Uh, she She's mm-hmm. still involved with me and talks to me quite a lot. She's 23 now. Um mm-hmm. And I my other children were seven and and four uh, so it was pretty difficult ages for them mm. um, so yeah she she committed suicide and then it was roughly six months later that I had my left hip replaced um, so it was all just sort of one thing after another mm-hmm. after another and the onset of my MS really was just something that I, I just... Sort of got to and dealt with. Um, I remember I was already going to the gym and starting to lose weight, but I, I remember, you know, one day in the in the gym, I used to go blind when I was working out. That sort of started happening. Oh, okay, right, yep. I was, yeah, I was sitting on the bike working, uh, riding on the on the bike, and. I, I said, I, I, I'm going to have to stop to my personal trainer. And I held my hand up and I said, I, I can't actually see my hand in front of my face. Um, so that was, it was kind of scary, but it wasn't. like Looking back at all of that, it was scary. But at the time, it was really just keep on keeping on. And I was in a really stressful role in my in workplace at the same time. So uh, most of my focus was just on keeping going to work. and. Sort of dealing with putting out all the fires of of the my children that were going on and stuff, and MS sort of kind of almost took a back seat.
0: Yeah, because there's significant, quite a lot of significant other stuff. Um, my first response to that is, if you can't see why you're exercising, stop exercising because it's a, you know it's a stress. <laughs>
1: Yeah, did, so I, I I guess I would debate that um, from my perspective because if I if I had done that, and my personal trainer did talk about that, he suggested maybe mm-hmm. one day suggested one day that maybe I do look at stopping and not exercise and uh, or slowing down, not um, not anything I did in the gym by that point was making me go blank um okay. so yeah but he he suggested I think about it and I said no I'm not and uh, the reason really I said no was because all of the the research pointed to exercise being very good and I had Absolutely. already lost on its weight and I was just so invested in the exercise and I'm really glad that I didn't stop because it wouldn't have made me go more blind than I did um overall mm keeping exercising it didn't and in fact my vision came back but I think that um if I had stopped I my vision might not have come back or you know I I would have probably ended up a lot overweight again and with diabetes and you know all of those problems would have come back in so no I think that my best choice, and it might not be for everybody, but my best choice was to keep going. And I'm really.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing with the optic neuritis, which is the blindness you're describing, is that that lots of people are diagnosed because that happens and it generally goes away and you get your sight back anyway.
1: Yeah, actually, for me, it wasn't optic neuritis. Um, okay. My my ophthalmologist said that it really was just because I had so many lesions on my brain. Uh, oh, wow. My MS is quite active. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it, it just, there were so many lesions on my brain that it, it disrupted the signal from my eyes. Uh, and what's happened is I've still got those lesions, right? But um, mm. it, my brain rewired and sent yep. the signal through different pathways in my brain.
0: That's the amazing thing about the brain, though, that it can do that. And people with MS, I think that happens way more than people realize because they're still able to do stuff, even with lesions in specific spots. I know, right. It correlates and, it. It's
1: amazing. It absolutely speaks to that there is always hope as well. You know, things do get better.
0: Absolutely. Jeff is giving us the signal to be winding up about this point. So we're going to say thank you very much, David, for your time today. You're and most welcome. side note on recording day, David's birthday, happy birthday to you. So he's oh,
1: yeah. go thank off you very and the, much. The Thanks. kids are going to
0: go off and cook hum tea, I think.
1: Oh they, um, my eleven year old brought me um, pancakes in bed. She she made them and, and
0: But that's breakfast, so you need to worry about tea now as
1: well. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'll get for dinner. Maybe I'll get
0: <laughs> This has been MS Momentum on OAR dot, dot FM. No, it's, that's wrong. Jeff will take that out. Um, this has been MS Momentum. Thank you very much, Dave, for being our radio star for this week.
1: Thank That's you for yeah. having me. No worries.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.